What's up, rap stars? Tune in this week to listen to Romeo and Kenny talk about some great happenings in the real estate market. We're going to be talking about Zillow and their um, exit from the iBuyer space, Compass and their continued losses in the real estate market, the continued growth of eXp Realty, and big news and partnerships coming out of Keller Williams. It's your host, Romeo Santos, co-host Kenny Fulton. Kenny, how are we doing, man? Doing good, brother. How are you? It's beautiful weather. You know, we're shutting down a, a, a crazy year, you know, it's been so far. And uh, just, just looking forward to talking about how things are continuing to change. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's, a, it's, well, this is bananas, right? It is now November, we're filming this today, November the 12th. And I think right. it's 67 degrees outside in Maryland, right. where we are. Um, and it's sunny out and there's leaves on the ground and the foliage is all turning colors. It's beautiful. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And we are 50% of the way through the fourth. And so we were talking all week and said, you know what? What would be, what would be an awesome show for us this and we said why don't we talk about just the real estate market in general because there's been a lot of big things happening um inman connect just happened exp con just happened right like the the earnings reports are coming out for companies and so what i wanted us to do today is talk about a couple things okay i want us to talk about zillow and their iBuyer program the news there I want us to talk about EXP and their new agent count uh, threshold that they just crossed. I want us to talk about uh, Keller Williams, Gary Keller, partnering with Adam Hergenrother and HRG Properties to create their own uh, expansion mega team in Keller Williams. And I also wanted to talk about Compass Real Estate, who continues to take territory, yet at the same time lose money. So I think that's going to chuck us full of info. And without further ado, why don't we just dive right into that, all right? All right, let's go. All right, cool. So let's start with the first one, okay? The first one that everybody's been talking about, if you've got anybody in your news feed on social media that is in real estate, you've probably seen them do some sort of jab at Zillow, right? Also, of somebody trying to try something, learn something, do something. And with that said, what Zillow just did is they announced that they're losing too much money with their iBuyer program. And they actually even stated that attempting to predict where the market would go has proven to be too challenging and it's going to create too much volatility in their balance sheet. So in essence, we're going to keep losing money. We're not sure how to do it. We, we overestimate it how easy it would be, or we, we underestimated how hard it would be, might be a better way to put it. And as a result, not only are they going to be shutting down their iBuyer program, not only have they lost a bunch of money in the process doing it, again, knocking Zillow, right? Like these things happen in business. But the sad story of all of it is that they're going to be reducing their workforce by 25%. Right, right. You know, this is definitely something that, um, so, so just to kind of, recap on the iBuyer program, right? Because we've been in this space for a long time and, 
you know, we have, you know, we love Zillow, you know, so it's a great tool for a consumer, especially if you haven't, if you're just kind of checking things out, you don't really have an agent, a direct way to type into the, uh, tap into the MLS data yet, which is really where they're pulling their information from is, is from us, right? Sure. Um, the, the iBuyer program, I guess the premise is that, you know, they have these estimates, right? It's been around for a very long period of time. And I often have conversations with people where they're like, hey, Zillow says my house is worth this, Right. And it's right, just like, well, has right. Zillow been in your house? Has Zillow been in your neighborhood? Does Zillow know that your neighbor next door um, has an abandoned car on the um, in, in the driveway? Uh, does Zillow know that, right. that you have a leak in your, you know, so how accurate can these numbers really be? Now, it sure. does give you a good ballpark, um, but it right. sounds like what they tried to do was, was scale a business uh, based upon this, uh, these data points. Now, obviously, they have to factor right. in, you right. know, a margin there, a margin for growth, a margin well, for profit, totally. things Gotta like make money. that. Yeah, yeah, but but I guess the premise was that people will be able to go on here and get like an instant valuation of what their home is worth, and and even potential cash offers right. for for their home. And what it, what exactly. it sounds like, yeah, I, you explained it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's so yeah. so what, what it sounds like is that you know, and this is not a novel you know, concept. This is something that we've all wondered, like, is there a way to figure out without going to a home what it's worth? Now, we run CMAs all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, a CMA is is something that an agent does where we are doing a, a market analysis, but we have to do more than just look up some data points online. You know, we have to actually yep. have some conversation with the homeowner about their home, but we're also local. We also know their neighborhoods. We know which areas are growing right. and things like that. So I think what they did was trying to use technology to push us out of it. And then technology showed them that it's impossible to scale something on that level uh, without having the, the local, you know, talent, you know, to, to be able to help you properly analyze the, the value of a home. So yeah, it doesn't I, work. exactly, exactly. And, and, and I mean, you know, again, not trying to knock Zillow, but Zillow, Zillow looks at the real estate agent in the transaction and the five percent commission that is there. And they look at that as a business, they look at it as where can we capitalize? Okay, there's the glut, right? They call us the glut, if you would. So if we can if we can somehow get in between the consumer and the agent, we mm -hmm. can we can take some of that glut and we can we can capitalize, right? We can give some value back to the seller and then we can take the additional profit. And it's a win-win. So I do believe that their thought is that it's a win-win. And I do believe that they think that just opening doors and letting people in and all those things are, 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 are all that is really required in real estate. However, um, I think that this only goes to further show that you do need an advocate. You do need a professional. You do need somebody local, somebody that understands your market. Even when we run comps for our clients and somebody goes, yeah, but that house sold for, and we go, yeah, but see this road here, that's a major road. And right. you can't pull comps from that other road. I mean, you that's can, right. but you shouldn't, right? Because yeah. it, it's, it's, it totally separates. And so, you know, trying to learn how to run comps, it's not just put a pin in the ground and then draw a circle around it and say, right. okay, well, in this mile radius, those houses that have similar square footage and similar bathrooms, they're priced around here. So there's our comp. No. When was it built? You know, what's the condition? What are the features? What's the neighborhood like? What are the neighbors like? What are the amenities like? 
all those things go into it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Awesome. So, you know, it, it's sad to hear. I'm sad for the 25% workforce that's going to be let go. Um, obviously, Zillow is is trying, right? Rich Barton, the company uh, founder, he added, um, and, and I'll, I'll say exactly what he said. He said, we've determined the unpredictability in forecasting home prices far exceeds what we anticipated and continuing to scale Zillow offers would result in too much earnings and balance sheet volatility, right? They're saying right there, like, we, we underestimated. We didn't think that it was going to be so hard to predict prices. I don't have the number here, but I remember, uh, and, and again, this is hearsay, so don't quote me. It could be wrong. But I, but I heard a story that it was so bad on some of their deals that that they actually purchased a house and had to sell it for $90,000 less than they bought it for. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's not even close. So we're not talking about they're losing money at the scale of like five, $10,000. Like they just got it off by a little bit. That's a massive amount. I mean, yeah. that's 10% on a $900,000 house. Yeah. Well, right? well think about exactly. this. Who, 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 are, who would this program attract? This program is going to attract somebody like, so if you know what your home is worth and you go on here and it's like, Hey, I'll give you this. Like, well, they'll give me way more money than I know my right. house is worth. Right. So they're 100%. attracting that and they're attracting people who are, you know, working on, you know, tight budgets and things like that. So right. it really wasn't going to attract the best part of the market anyway. And I think sure. they, they need something, a business model that could support both ends. Cause with this program, either the Zillow is going to be end up overpaying for homes and that's going to be the person who's going to be attracted to them. Somebody like, who knows, you don't even know, but well, this house right. is really worth, right? You're going to overpay for it. Fine. Take it. And then on the other end, it's going to be a seller um, who might just be looking for something, an easy way out. And they might be right. leaving money on the table. So mm -hmm. there are a lot of cons for, for both sides with this business model. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the iBuyer model, I mean, I, I understand it, but like, if you really think about it, the iBuyer basically is like, Hey, Kenny, would you like to sell your house? Yeah, but I'm not sure if I will. Hey, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. That's the high buyer model, right. right? Now think about it. I'm gonna buy it, not out of the goodness of my heart. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna lose in that transaction some way, somehow, right? right. Whether it's intentional or not, it's not the best way to sell your house. It, it just is not. Taking things to the open market and letting the competitive nature happen on its own, that's where we wanna be. All right, so enough about Zillow. Let's move on to our, our next topic, okay? The next topic, again, let's stay in the tech space, okay? So Compass. That's right. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I, lo I, I like trendy, right? I mean, I, I, I'm always wearing black, right? Like, it's kind of my color. Like, the black and the white, it speaks luxury. You know, they, they've got beautiful marketing assets. And, and, and you can tell they're doing a great job of, like, picking up agents that want to be in that luxury space, right? Right. Uh, and they and they're doing it and they're investing a lot of money into tech and that sort of thing. And that's all great. And they are really, really picking up a lot of market share. OK, now. I love this because we always say in our organization, like, don't compare your insides to somebody outside, somebody else's mm -hmm. outside. Right. And when we what we mean by that is just because they look flashy and they look like they're doing awesome. That doesn't mean that they're profitable. That doesn't mean that their business model is great. That doesn't mean that you would want that business. You right. might want that top line number that they're showing you, but do you want that bottom line result? Okay. And so let's talk about that. Okay. So here's a statement from the earnings report that just came out for Compass. And this is going to surprise a lot of people out there. Okay. 
So it says overall, the company pulled in $1.74 billion in sales volume between July and September of 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay, to put it in perspective, how much market share they're taking. On average, there are about 5.5 million homes sold in the United States. The average sales price in the United States is like about $375,000, okay? So we've got about $15 billion a year, maybe a little more, $20 billion of real estate that's being sold. In a four-month period, they took $2 million almost. $2 billion, sorry, two, with a B. B, everybody, okay? All right, so... 7% increase year over year from the volume in that same year, okay? 47%. So if we just look at the numbers, that means that last year they did probably about $100 billion in that in that period, okay? Now, they attribute that to the fact that their agents closed over 63,000 transactions in that period. That's huge, okay? We're talking yeah. big, big numbers, all right? Now, that number, the 63,000 plus transactions, is a 36% increase in volume, okay? 36% increase in, in, in number of houses sold, but a 47% increase in volume. So we talk about this all the time, right? A lot of the su success also that we're seeing and a lot of people are seeing and a lot of teams are seeing is not necessarily due to them. It's due to the market, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they increased 36%. Awesome. But they got a 47% increase in top line revenue because the market has moved so much. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, here's the sad part. They did all of that, and also they reported a $100 million loss. That's right. Which is up $14 million from the year previous, which means that last year during the same period that they lost $86 million. Mm -hmm. So Compass is out there being flashy getting a lot of agents on board. Um, they are taking a lot of territory and they're losing gobs of money. Now, obviously the real estate market is always somewhat turbulent, but I don't know about you, Kenny, but I don't know that if I'd, I don't know that I'd want to be on a ship that was, had that many holes in it. Yeah. Out at yeah. sea, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a ton of losses. So it's saying that their um, profits are up 47%, but their expenses have uh, increased by $1.8 which is up 53%. So, you know, yeah, you're making more money, but you're spending more money as well. And it doesn't take a, a, a genius to figure out that that's not a sustainable model. Now, a portion of this is going to be like, as you expand your team, just like as we've expanded ours, you know, expenses do grow. Uh, sure. You know, the, the, the hope is that, you know, um, that revenue, you know, stream will increase. So I'm sure like these next, you know, I don't know how many quarters they can continue, you know, losses at this rate. Um, but now what would have happened to them had the market not been as generous as it's been, you know, for 2021? And we've all benefited from that. I'm sure that those uh, uh, losses would have been even greater you know, had the market not kind of really carried them through no it. So. Uh, no they, doubt. they could be, you know, maybe just investing heavy and playing the, mm -hmm. doing the long play. Um, or like you said, it might be, it might be a sinking ship.
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, only time will tell. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not standing here attempting to predict, but I do know that that would worry me. I do know right. that if the company that I was hanging my shingle with was losing money at that cliff, I would be concerned that how much longer is it going to be there? Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so and one, one more thing, Romeo, especially yeah. as, as independent agents, um, oh, yeah. you don't have any controls over the decisions that are made being made at, at the C level. Right. No. So, you know, that, that should be concerning for your own business as well is like, okay, well, if I'm investing, you know, into compass as well, you know, what kind of decisions are being made to understand, you know, why these losses are happening. So yes, they're attracting a lot of talent, uh, but this news coming out definitely is going to uh, make, especially some, some of the, uh, the larger teams a little bit nervous about what direction this is headed in. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, the reason that Zillow has grown and the reason that even Compass continues to be able to grow is because they're being publicly traded. So they're raising mm -hmm. capital. So that means that there are a lot of people out there that in general, in the stock market, look at the real estate industry and go, those people right there, that's us, the real estate agent, they're not worth what they do. We can do it better with tech. We can get rid of them, right? They almost mm -hmm. think that we're the assembly line worker at the car dealership from the 1930s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the case, right? Like there is a lot of knowledge and a lot of consulting that goes into this. And I think if you talk to anybody that's recently done a transaction in real estate with any real estate agent that has their knowledge um, and, and, their, and their systems and processes in place, they're going to tell you like, wow, there was so much I didn't realize that went on in a real estate transaction, mm -hmm. right? Think about it. It's a 30 day to 40 day process. It's not like, it's not like Carvana where you can say, yeah, I like that car, bring it to me. Oh, and if it's not working, you gave me a 10 day return policy. I can send it back. It doesn't work right. that way with a house. You buy yeah. that house and that's your house, your problems, your everything. You don't have the right inspection. You don't, you, you buy for too much. You know, you get a bad loan because you partnered it with somebody else. And so you need people that are going to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Kenny. Did you just tell me that your loan officer quoted you 4.2% interest? Yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? Uh, not in this market. It's actually not. It's actually right. not. Oh, but the house that I'm selling, my interest rate is 8%. So that's an incredible. Got it. Got it. It's way better than your current rate which by the way, you should have refinanced way long ago. Sorry, we didn't meet earlier because I, I would have given you that advice, but that's not actually a good interest rate at all. That's actually a gouging interest rate. So yeah. I think those things are really, really important. And you know, I think, I think this is actually a really good segue for the next piece that I wanted to talk about, okay? The next piece that I want to talk about are actually what I think to be and what I think we're going to continue to see the two largest competing brokerages mm -hmm. that are tech enabled, okay? Not right. tech driven, right? Not agent enabled. They're agent driven, tech enabled, okay? They, they, are, they are both running a model that invests in the agent first, allowing the agent to grow a business so that they can bring more value to their consumer, to their client, right? They understand that their consumer 
is the agent and the agent is the one who services the consumer. Okay. That's right. So company, uh, sorry, um, EXP real estate. Okay. That's where we hang our license right now. We're, we're, we're with the EXP brokerage, all digital platform. Can't go into an office cause they don't have offices. Their, their, their model is to be able to take that money and share it back and then allow the agents to help them grow their company by continuing to really promote it. You know, people might kill me if I say this, but think about multi-level marketing, not that that's what we're doing. It's not at all, but it's kind of that, that business model growth where it's like, we're not going to spend money on advertising and on management. We're going to spend money on you guys and give you additional opportunity so that you can share with your friends what it is that you're doing, what you like. And if they join, then you get a reward for that. Okay. So, that's right. so they're, and, and they're, and they've got a, a, a bunch of resources. However, they're modeled very much like Keller Williams is modeled. And, and, the, uh, and, the, and the, the founder, okay, he actually is an old, an old, probably shouldn't have said an old, is an ex-agent um, of Keller Williams, right? Okay. So Sanford left Keller Williams and said, there's got to be another way. I want to do it a different way, right? And that's the beauty of our industry is that there are different ways to do it. And everybody has the right to go out and try something that may work. And certain different things are going to work, right? Different strokes for different folks, okay? Yeah. Well, EXP just broke their threshold, 70,000 agents, okay? You may remember that like two years ago, Keller Williams' big announcement was that they broke 150,000 real estate agents, okay? EXP is quickly on their way to those types of numbers, okay? So I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time around that, but just want to share, like, that is a company that is agent-focused, that is continuing to see growth, and they are focusing on how can we better give education, resources, and tools to the agents that can then go out and service the clients to make sure that we keep the continuity in this business we call real estate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you, you so, want to get into, into, into the merger? So, yes. So the, the next thing that I want to talk about, because we were talking about, you know, the stock market, basically funding Zillow, funding Compass. Okay. Man. There's a gentleman that read this book. We all affectionately call it the red book. And it's, it's a book written by, um, by Gary Keller, and it's called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And it is a model. It's a framework. I like that word recently, even better than a model, right? It's a framework in which he maps out for you how you should grow your business. And he has something in that book that's called Red Light, Green Light when he's talking about finances. Red Light, Green Light, Kenny, means that when you have money, you can invest. When you're making money, you can invest. When things are tight, red light. And he talks about constantly, quarterly, evaluating your expenses and always trying to keep your expenses as low as you possibly can. So what he's talking about is leading with revenue, right? Clearly, Zillow and Compass are not <laughs> leading with revenue, right? right? They are spending revenue they're spending money hoping that revenue will arrive. And I think you've heard me say this a bunch of times and I didn't make it up, but hope is not the best strategy. Right. Yeah. Right. 
hope is not a good strategy at all, right? If I'm on a ship in the middle of the ocean and the captain says, I hope we don't sink, I'm not feeling too confident. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. On the wrong boat. <laughs> You're on the wrong boat. That's right. I hope we don't hit an iceberg out here in Alaska. Not what I want to hear, right? Okay. Well, Gary Keller has been making big moves. Now, what's really cool, I think, is obviously he's, he's seeing what EXP is doing, right? EXP is taking massive market share. And there's a ton of teams leaving Keller Williams to go to EXP. And if you ask those agents, for the most part, the big reason that they're saying that they're doing that is because they're having too many stifling effects from like regional politics and different things that might be going on um, that, that it's that it's hard for them to do the business in the way that they want to do the business, right? And so they're leaving because EXP basically says, go forth and have a great time. Sell real estate, just don't break the law and don't discriminate. Great, awesome. So Kenny, you want to go open all, all of us in Florida? Yeah, let's do it. Cool, we just go. We put our shingle in the ground. We don't have to ask anybody. We just go and do it. We have to affiliate right. with that broker, but there's no asking permission, right? That hasn't necessarily been the case with, with Keller Williams because Keller Williams, there's market centers and operating principles and, you know, they're, they're franchises. So I understand yeah. it, right? People are like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to protect our money. Like you're, 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 you come in and you put your own shingle in, but this is our market. Like now you're kind of taken from us. But with that said, let's be honest. We talk about this all the time. Anne Arundel County alone, there's 90,000 homes on average that are sold every year. If you had 10% of them, that would be 900 homes. The average sales price is $500,000. It'd be $4.5 billion in real estate sales. That's 10%. Mm. You're not taking anybody's business. Yeah. Right? That's kind of an old mindset, a scarcity mindset. So mm -hmm. what has Gary Keller done? Gary Keller brought on a bunch of high-level CEOs from the public space. And they're going public with a new company that they formed called KWX, which is actually now their expansion network, which is a lot more closely aligned with the way that things are going to be done at EXP or have been yeah. done at EXP. Okay. All right. So I'm taking the long way here. Bear with me, everybody. Okay. They just announced something incredible. One of the teams that I strive to emulate is... Adam Hergenrother and HRG um, Real Estate, okay? They are, I think, the second or third largest expansion team inside of Keller Williams currently, um, sold somewhere well over $600 million worth of real estate last year, um, have 30-some real estate teams in 20-some states, okay? Forgive me for not knowing exactly the stats. I don't work with them. Um, Adam Hergenrother, from, from what I understand, from everything that I've followed him, like follows as closely as he can to the model of what Gary put in that framework of the millionaire real estate agent. And it's worked for him. Well, they were thinking about all sorts of different things, I can imagine, right? Should they go public? Should they start their own brokerage? Should they do this? Should they do that? And what they decided to do is mind-blowing to me. Gary Keller has now gone into partnership with Adam Hergenrother, and they've launched a new brand called Livian by Keller Williams and the CEO of Keller Williams, the founder of Keller Williams, 
so that they can take their platform, which their platform is designed to help agents build their business to levels that they couldn't build them before or had been struggling to build them to on their own and, and grow that model massively. I'm really, really interested and excited to see what that does because imagine, imagine this, okay? Imagine that you are on an expansion team. Let's say that you're an agent and you're on HRG, right? Well, you get coached by Gary Keller through osmosis because Adam Hergenrother coaches with Gary Keller, right? Mm -hmm. And then Adam Hergenrother coaches with whoever your team leader is. And then that team leader coaches with you, right? So through osmosis, it sprinkles down. But now imagine that one of the owners of your team is actually now Gary Keller as well. And if you're with that organization, imagine how much closer your proximity is to actually Gary Keller. Yeah. Can you imagine like Glenn Sanford, you know, EXP, if like you were on his real estate team, granted we're in his brokerage, but we're not on his team. So this to me is really quite incredible to see all these moving pieces in real estate and how people are like saying, listen, there's not just this one traditional way that we have to do real estate anymore. And we're seeing that some people are doing it with throwing money at it and glitz and glam. And some people are doing it by letting the agents do it for them and giving them a big reward. And some are doing it in a hybrid, like this is the way we've done it, but we're not afraid to change. And we're going to keep changing and evolving because we want to still make sure that we put the agent first so the agent can go out and serve the client. I'm just incredibly like mind blown by all the awesome things that are happening, good and bad in our real estate market. And (laughs) with that said, to kind of recap what we talked about last week, where we started talking about branding, ladies and gentlemen that are selling real estate out there, helping consumers buy and sell real estate out there. Man, the real estate market is ever evolving and will always be changing and nothing is permanent except for you. And I don't mean permanent. You're not going to ever go anywhere, obviously. But like when it comes to your business, the only thing that is truly permanent about your real estate business is you. So you better be focusing on telling your story, branding yourself and letting people get to know who you are, because whether you're hanging your shingle with Keller Williams, Livian, EXP, Compass or any of the other tons of real estate companies that are out there, at the end of the day, what your clients really care about, and I think Zillow has just shown that as well, they care about you. They need you as the agent. All those other things are really just, I believe they're becoming platforms, they're becoming clearing houses. You're gonna eventually find the right place for you that's gonna support you and your needs and help you do the best job that you can do for your client. And if when you're looking for a brokerage or you're looking for a place to hang your hat, you're thinking about what's going to support me in my efforts to do the very best job that I can do for my clients and grow my business, you're going to be okay as long as that's your focus. Yeah, yeah. And you you know, as far as the Livian partnership, I, I do want to say one of the differences with this is that this is already a company that has a business model that they're expanding Mm -hmm. upon. And what I like about this is I feel like it pushes the whole industry forward. So when you have someone like Gary uh, Gary Keller, who is still, um, he could just stop. He's not doing this, you know, for for money at this point, you know, he's doing it to move 
you know, um, uh, the industry forward. And so I think that there are going to be a lot of really great tools and other companies are probably going to spawn off of this and existing companies will be able to be like, oh, that's interesting. I like their mm-hmm. take on this and, and really push things forward, especially on a technology end, but keeping, you know, the agent, you know, in mind. And, and also when I think about any, anything that takes people out of the equation is fine. But um, if you're the kind of person who wants to get behind a, the, the first iteration of a self-driving car, when everybody else is driving their car, um, it's kind of like the, the blind leading the blind, right? Like you're just going to, well, I'm just going to trust this computer to, to take me where it is that I want to go. And I'm also sure. going to put on a blindfold myself and take my hands off the wheel. I can't, I'm not going to empower myself in any way um, to, 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 to get myself to my destination. The probability of that right. happening without an accident is going to be very low. Um, so, you know, as right. opposed to, you know what, let me get the person who has the best skills to drive this vehicle. And I want to be in a vehicle that has the, the, the best and most updated technology to get me to that destination. Right. It's two very different things. And so um, I, I think we have to keep the value of, of what we do very high. Um, we also have to maintain the integrity of what we do to continue to provide value, you know, for our clients and, 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 um, and, and for our communities. Um, yeah. And I really like anything that that maintains that and pushes that piece forward. So I think this is going to be a great uh, thing, not just for um, for the real estate industry, but also just for what new technology advancements will come out uh, for anybody who does online marketing. I think that's going to be a big piece of it. How can we continue to push ourselves and our, our brands forward? Yeah, for sure. And And I mean, at the end of the day, all, all the, all the different excitement things, right? Like everybody fits in somewhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, even as early as, you know, school age, you, you fit in somewhere, right? Whether you were, you know, the artistic type or you were the athletic type, or you were in the, you know, you like to sing or you're the intellectual type or whatever it was, right? You, you, you like to play like the, the Dungeons and Dragons type games. Like everybody had a place that they kind of fit. And I think as humans, it's natural for us to want to seek out our tribe, if you would, right? Like who's going to help us be as, as open and as, and as free as we can be with, with ourselves, right? Like even think about when you're selecting your sports teams, you know, you may select them because that's just the city you grew up, but let's take that out. Let's say that we're, selecting like world cup right all right well you're from the u.s but you're going to probably like other teams as well and you can choose other teams or let's say that you like the premier league right where you're not from england or 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 from europe at all so like who are your teams why do you pick them something is going to speak to you so none of this is for us to say you should be here you should be there you should be where you feel like you're the best fit where it where it fits you where it's going to support you where it's going to give you the most, the, the biggest opportunity to succeed, right? And what I love about the way that the real estate is moving is that more and more and more, they're, they're continuing to understand that real estate is a business, right? We are service providers first. We provide a service. However, what we're doing should be a business. And everybody is starting to realize that like, just like any other business, let's take a, re- a restaurant, for example, right? You're a service provider if you open a restaurant. 
What service are you providing? Providing meals and drinks. But that doesn't mean that you're going to be the one that says hi when they come in the door, that picks up the phone and takes a reservation, that, that sets them at the table, that goes and makes their drink, that then goes and gets their bread and brings it to the table, that then takes their order, that then goes and puts it in the computer, that then goes in the back and cooks it, and then when it's all done, clears their table and washes their dishes. Nobody would ever think that that would be a smart business model in right. a restaurant, yet they get into service-based businesses, and we believe that that's the best way to do it, that we should be all things to, to all pieces. And guess what? We've all got blind spots, right? I used to work in hospitality. Yeah. I was great in the front of house, but if you asked me to go cook, even though I love to cook at home, I would probably be the worst cook back there, right? But there are things that I could do very, very well. And same, there's cooks that if you ask them to go out in the front, they would probably be like, uh-uh, I don't want to talk to any of those people, right? So you got to figure out where you fit in, how you're going to best suit yourself, and then align yourself with an organization and people and a tribe that are going to help bring the very best out of you so that you can live a life worth living, so that you can have a business worth owning, and so that you can help as many people in the best way possible. So I don't know if I got anything else on this uh, matter, man. How about you, Kenny? No, I mean, I think you uh, hit it all on the head. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, what's happening, you know, in the industry right now. And many of it mirrors the conversations we've been having with our own businesses. So it's interesting sure. to see that whether you are on, if you're just starting out, if you're the level that, that we're on, or if you're at the level where you're, you know, making billions of dollars that, you know, there's a constant need to evolve, you know, your business and yourself, even at the Gary Keller uh, level. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a great time of the year uh, to have to see these numbers come out and see how, um, you know, other people have, um, uh, you know, prospered, you know, throughout, you know, COVID. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we've done really well. And, um, um, and it's also encouraging, right, to see that, you know what, there's still something better out there to go after. Other people are going after it very aggressively. Um, and it, it, it's just motivation. So, yeah, I love it. And listen, everybody out there, it's all about the journey, not the destination, right? Our minds are programmed to not find joy unless we have a purpose and we are making and we can see ourselves making progress towards that purpose. However, just like anything, think about it. As a kid, you're like, I really want that bike. 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 And you were so excited. And it was bringing you joy as you got closer to Christmas. And then you got that bike and you were happy for a week. And then the bike sat there. Right. Because you needed something more. You needed something new. So always be reevaluating your goals. Always be elevating your goals. And always find something. Be happy where you are. Be grateful for the things that you have and that you're achieving. But you're always going to need to keep kind of putting your goals a little bit further out because that's going to help you continue to grow and achieve and go on that path. So rap stars. I think that's it for our show today. Kenny, as always, thank you, sir. Uh, a salute to our veterans out there, everybody. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for yes, our yes. country to give Kenny and I the ability to sit here in the comfort of our homes and have this fun conversation with you guys. Thank you. And uh, we're out. God bless. Peace. Peace.